0: Hello and welcome to the Press Break Podcast. Christian and I are so excited that you're here. Our goal is to build a community of strong individuals attacking life together. If you wanna be a part of that community, please be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok. And make sure that if you love the episode, leave a review and share it with your friends. We're so excited to get into today's episode. We love you guys and thank you for listening.
1: Cohen and I in this episode detail something that is fun, but serious. This episode was inspired by a supporter of ours, a supporter who deep our opinion and perspectives on mental health and Christianity. If you are someone who is dealing with mental health issues, Cohen and I urge you guys to go get professional help. However, in this episode, we give our perspectives and our personal experience. We hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. We hope that you guys can rel- this episode, and we hope that this episode helps you in some way shape or form. We love you guys, and welcome to the fourteenth episode Hello, everyone, and uh,
0: welcome to another episode guys um, yep. so first before we before we get into this podcast today, we do want to give a little bit of a disclaimer. Um, we are going to be talking about mental health issues, so I'm sure that um, like depression anxiety. Um, possibly even, like, suicide or things of that nature will be talked about in today's episode. Um, So if that's something that you're going through, uh, myself and Christian, like, we just want to let you know that we're going to try to approach this topic with as much grace and care as we possibly Mm -hmm. can, um, while also speaking openly. We are not experts about any of this. Literally, this podcast is just our opinions on these topics, how we've navigated these things in our own lives. Um, so we just want you to also give us grace and how we speak about these things. Um, so just want to make that known at the beginning of the episode. Um, but I'm going to let Christian tell you guys why we're, uh, we're jumping into this topic today.
1: Yes. Um, so this topic of mental health and, um, and how to navigate that stuff. Um, it was actually asked by us. It was asked from us by an Instagram supporter, um, and this person actually DM'd us and asked us to talk about this topic. So we just thought it would be a good idea and a good video to make or a good podcast to make. And um the DM was actually um it was a, it was I'm gonna read it verbatim here. It's um it this person said, Hey, I'd love for you guys to talk about mental health and about how that relates into your relationship with Christ. I have bipolar one, so I've severe anxiety, depression and PTSD. I have many people ask that I know what I have, what it's like with my relationship with Christ. i love to hear you guys talk about it. Thanks. And um, I just thought like it would be a good topic to, to talk about because there could possibly be many people going through this. So we just kind of wanted to give our thoughts about it. And again, these are just our thoughts. I just want to give my own disclaimer now. These are just our thoughts. We are not medical professionals. If you actually are going through, through these things, definitely seek professional help. But, um, but yeah, we just thought it would be a good topic to give our perspective on it because we know this, this one individual is not the only person going through this. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Uh, Um, you want to jump us off
0: then Christian with the first question?
1: Yeah. The first question is just, um, just, uh, how would, what advice would you give to someone just navigating mental health issues in general or problems or going through Okay.
0: So, uh, I'm like, I like that we're starting off on this because it's very, very broad and it's going to really bring about discussion. Um, but yeah. I was just having a conversation before the podcast started um, uh, about this topic, just kind of getting ready for it. And, um, and what I said, at least um, for myself and what I think that m- most people should do is um, when – When talking about, like, specifically depression, um, Mm -hmm. because I don't know enough about, like, bipolar disorders um, or PTSD, but specifically talking about depression, anxiety, stress, things of that nature, I have found with myself, in order to combat these things, I have to look at my life um, as a whole and, Mm -hmm. um, and look at what could be feeding into those things. So I was actually having a conversation with um, with Emma's mom and she was talking about how there's these studies that have come out recently talking about how like sh- she's very into health and, and uh, eating properly and things like things like that. So she's talking about how there's these studies about uh, your gut microbiomes mm-hmm. that if you if your gut bacteria is off, it can actually um, really affect your mental health. Um, So that, like, kind of pulled me into this idea of basically looking at all areas of your life and see what could be contributing to the depression or the anxiety. So I know for myself that getting your life in order definitely helps with with depression specifically, okay? Mm -hmm. So let's say if you are – let's say if I am struggling with one of those things and I look at my life and I say, well, I'm eating poorly on a day-to-day basis, I hate the job that I'm in. I'm not working out and I have no good community around me. Those are the four Mm -hmm. things that I see that would very much, if you take control of those things, it's going to help with your mental health be community. Um, the way that you're eating, how you're exercising and, uh, where you are working because that is most of your life. Um, I think by taking control of those things, you're going to see a big change in your mental health as well as your physical health. I think that changing your physical health and the people that are around you, um, it's really going to start to, to uplift you mentally as well. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I, couldn't, I literally couldn't agree with you more. Like it's, I've been saying this the whole time, but that's kind of like what I meant when I was talking about the find a pack stuff. It, it goes much further than that. So everything that you, that you touched on, um, but I do think that you're you're missing one key, 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 imp- like, component of it all, and that's okay. your sleep as well. Okay. You know, like when I was working the night shift, bruh, and I could, I could literally tell how the night shift working and my sleep schedule being horrible, how it just made me, like, it made me more irritable. It made me just less happy. I was just, I was just a... I don't want to say. I don't want to get super dramatic and say a shell of myself, but you feel like you're operating on like sixty f- percent, kind of. So, um, and there's a, been a lot of studies. Like, sleep is like one of the most important things for for us as people. So, I would say everything that you said is one hundred percent correct. If you are doing things that you don't like in your life, you don't have a community around you. You work a job that you hate, and you have no friends, of course, and you're eating poorly. Of course course. you're not gonna be. You're not gonna be doing well. And the thing about the microbiome thing, you actually have uh, neurons in your stomach, like literally, like neurons in there. Yeah. So, yeah, like you know when you get that, like when something happens, you get that feeling of like, like, uh, like a pit in your stomach and all that stuff. Sure. It's because of that. It's like literally like neurons in there. You're you're telling me that my. That it's like
0: yeah. a, like I have a second brain in there, Christian. You do. It's, it's similar okay, to I that think for you're, real. I think you're lying to me, but right, I'll have but to look <laughs> into this more. <laughs> okay. No.
1: Yes. But I would, that's, that would be my advice for sure. Um, okay. So, yeah.
0: so basically the same stuff that I talked about. Plus I know sleep. that th- plus sleep. Okay. So, like, we'll say five points looking yep. at the community around you, the sleep that you're getting, your physical health, whether you're working out or not, mm-hmm. what you are putting into your body in terms yep. of food. Um, mm-hmm.
1: And are you moving your body?
0: And the job that you're working. Yeah, so like exercise, basically. Um, But I think that those five points are the most important when we're talking about depression, anxiety, stress. Because what happens, I think what happens a lot is, at least for myself, I remember um, after uh, getting broken up with um, the senior year of high school or whenever whenever it was, first year of college, or maybe it was even after that. I honestly don't even remember. But after getting broken up with, whatever time it was, for the next year, feeling very, very sad, I definitely would call myself depressed for a year. And it didn't help that when I was feeling that way, Mm -hmm. I wasn't working on myself in any other way. I was just letting myself feel that way. What I would do is the music that I would listen to would be be sad. sad would be sad music. Where it's like all of this stuff is feeding into be into me being feeling more depressed. Instead of trying to take control of my life, I would say, I don't feel like working out because I'm depressed. I'm not going to go work out. But Mm -hmm. when I would, when I would get up and I started going back to CrossFit and I started doing these things that I know I'm supposed to be doing, that's when things started to get better. And it's hard because um, I've heard forever, and I don't know how true this is because I haven't looked into it enough, but that there are cases in which you can have chemical imbalances in your body or your hormones or whatever it may be that uh, that you may have a proclivity towards these certain things, depression, anxiety, or whatever. So I understand that some people are going to have an even harder time but I don't think that this stuff just doesn't work. You yeah. know what I'm saying?
1: You don't, think that, you don't think that you're just a lost cause if you... Yes, even if you, you do
0: have a proclivity towards these things.
1: I agree with that, actually. Yeah, and I think that um, yeah, it's, you, can't, you can't think yourself out of it. You have to do, do things. It's by motion. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're talking about exercising and feeling better. That's literally you're changing your brain chemistry is what you're doing. You literally yeah. feel better. Yeah, you know, so you can't but you can't think yourself out of it. And um, it's this interesting thing, like because basically what we're talking about is your life as a whole and the inputs that you're that's happening to you. That's yeah. the, at least the way that I conceptualize it. And I remember I was watching this video one time. Long story short, this guy, he was able he went to a silent retreat. And for those of you guys who don't know, a silent retreat is literally what it sounds like. You go out to this place in like nature and you just don't speak. And the point of it all is to figure out yourself. like Figure out your own thoughts and be with yourself because a lot of people can't do that. Like We distract ourselves with things every single day, whether it's our phone. I know, for example, if I'm talking to someone and they leave the room, I immediately get on my phone. Immediately, you know? Yeah. Um, so we're always trying to put these inputs in our body, but these things actually do have an effect on us. So anyway, this yeah. guy went there and he said that after... After he came back, he was really sensitive to the music that he was listening to. And he didn't listen to music, he said, for a year and a half. And when he started listening to music again, it was only classical music. Because there was no words in really? it. Really? Because he wow. was so sensitive to the inputs that was happening to him. So I, wow. s- I brought that up to say, what we're talking about is are these things that a lot of times we don't really... We don't con- conceptualize them in the, in an accurate way. You just think, well, I have to work. And, the jo- you know, like when I was working at Cane's, well, I have to work. I want money. I don't care about my sleep schedule. I don't care about hanging out with people. I need money. But it's yeah. like, well, what are my inputs? My inputs are horrible sleep, working a job I don't like, yeah. and being around people that are not close to me. Of yes. course I'm not going to be yes. doing well in life, you know? Yeah, so I think really understanding that 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 is the truth. What he said is that's the foundation and you're not I don't want to say you're not a lost cause because I'm not a doctor, but like I sure. you said, people may have a proclivity to to have those chemical imbalances, imbalances, but there are things that you can do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's a great way to to conceptualize it, to think that you know, for myself using those five inputs being, mm-hmm. you know, the job that I'm working um Sleep, just to repeat them again, the job that I'm working, Mm -hmm. sleep, physical exercise, um, what else do we say? The food that I'm putting in my body and the community around me. If I look at those five different inputs into myself and think, these are the things that are filling me up. And you are getting filled up by these five things. By something. Whether it's in a harmful way or in a good way, you have to look at these objectively and go, okay, let me actually figure out what is good and bad for me and when yes. you start to change these things you can't help but start to feel more uplifted because your inputs are now putting in good and not yep.
1: bad. Absolutely. And a lot of times I remember when I was kind of going through it as well, you think well I don't The thing and um it's funny cuz I was actually talking about this recently is that, and the thing the not the secret but the way to start to begin getting out of it is when people are depressed they have no motivation to do anything. And I'm harping on depression because anxiety and especially the bipolar one, I don't have any experience with that. Um, so I can't really, even this is not a prescription anyway, but I, I can't sure. give any op- opinion on that. But when it comes to the depression stuff, when people are depressed, they don't want to do anything. Like it's a fight to literally raise up out of bed. Yeah. So I think for the people who are out there dealing with that kind of stuff, write down all the things that you're proud of yourself for doing, whether it be, I got up today. I took a shower. I. Yeah. You have to give yourself small victories to remind yourself you can do other things as well. Yeah. And I think that's extremely, extremely, extremely important. Yeah. The people who are dealing with this, write those things down so that you know, I'm not just stuck in nothingness. I can do something greater as well. You know. And, yes. and that hope and that ability to rise up that can inspire motion as well, you know what I'm saying?
0: For sure. And I think that it's yeah. this idea of not letting yourself become overwhelmed by yep. by forcing too much of yourself, by saying, "Well, I have to now fix my sleep and my the community and the job that I'm working yep. in." It's like, "Okay, that's not what we're saying at exactly. all." We're exactly. saying that these are your five inputs. Start setting Start setting realistic goals that you can reach Mm -hmm. to give yourself the dopamine hits, to let yourself start to push towards maybe even if it's selecting one of these things, maybe even if it's just selecting one of these things and saying, "Okay, I'm really going to focus on my sleep schedule. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make that the best it can possibly be. That's all that I have the energy for right now. it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm going to start going to bed at 10 PM every night and waking up at this time and getting the right sleep in the right environment and whatever. It's like, okay, well you focus on one thing. And if you take small steps towards that goal, then things are going to change. You know, you don't want to overwhelm yourself. Literally the, I've, I said this a, a long, long time ago. But yep. I said as specifically in your in a walk with Jesus, if you want to grow in your walk with Jesus, uh, you can't you don't put logs onto a fire to start a fire. You start with little things. You have to kindle the fire by putting on straw and paper and things that light up instantly. If you can do that in this area as well, set small goals, start to kindle the fire before you put the big logs on. You know.
1: Yep, I agree with that. Oh well. I don't say I disagree, but you you understand you understand what I'm saying. I understand um, what you're saying. Yes, I. This is not my expertise now, but I get what you're saying. Yes, yeah, starting very small, giving yourself those small victories. Um, yeah that that's the that's the way to do it. Um, but you you talked on a an interesting point that, point here, and this was kind of the 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 reason for her DM, and uh, this is now your expertise now, and you mentioned it right there when it comes to navigating your mental health with um while also being a Christian or um well having a relationship with Jesus Christ and God and et cetera et cetera what does that look like? Is there like a way to conceptualize it? Is there a way that the Bible talks about it or sure how does that work?
0: Yeah, I I was gonna say first of all that it it is I understand that there's a lot of, there can be a lot of dogma within the Christian faith or within religion, just in general, behind Mm -hmm. these things saying that, like, I, I would not want to say ever, if you have a relationship with Jesus, you should never feel depressed, because the Bible says, cast your, cast your cares and anxieties upon the Lord, um, and, and he will make you well. It's like, if I just said that to somebody and said, Oh, you're depressed, well, it's because your relationship with God isn't good. It's like, no, 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 no. That is not true. We live in a world crippled by sin that is evil, that is defined by suffering, and finding Christ is our path out. It doesn't put us on the top. It's the it's the path out. It's the it's the way. He's the way, the truth, and the life. So I think Looking at your relationship with Jesus as the way and not what he needs to just fix me now is the proper way to look at it. Because I've definitely heard pastors before say things like if you're depressed, just start just we'll just pray it away and then you're no longer going to be depressed. And it's like, okay, I, I think that prayer is an actionable step that you should be taking, but it doesn't just go away. And that's unrealistic for a lot of people walking through these things. I think that it's actually more harmful to say things like that. So really, what I would say to someone who is a believer, who is walking through these things, is what I just said. Jesus is the way. And if you look at it like a path that you're walking down with him, and in First Peter, I put this verse down because it, it still is an important verse. 1 um, Peter 5-7 says, Uh, Cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. It's like if you look at your walk truly as a walk with God down a path that he's taking you somewhere, letting him lead you when something when something does make you anxious, when something does make you stressed, when you are depressed, when you're dealing with PTSD, when you're dealing with these things, he just says, cast those things upon him, give them to him and continue to follow him down the path. That's how I would conceptualize it, not that he just is gonna fix it all instantly, but that it's a walk. It's a it's a relationship. It's he's taking you somewhere.
1: Got you. It, it's a journey. It's not a it's not a quick fix. It's not a yeah. You know, magic button. You know, got you. Okay, that makes sense. Um. um yeah, I'm not personally. You know. Um I don't have the sure. best really. You know what I'm trying to say? So Yeah,
0: you you wouldn't say that you are a believer, so you I don't feel not. qualified to speak on from this perspective basically. I have
1: no qualifications for this. You know, this is out of my wheelhouse. So sure. and that's why I specifically wanted to ask you these questions because this person is asking for a reason. And they really do. And and that's the interesting thing that I've realized about this podcast already like just getting that DM I was thinking, like, like, wow, like you can actually really affect people's lives already. For sure. Do you understand what I'm saying? And, and, I, For and sure. I know that. And so that's why I know you as a person. I know the stuff that you do in your daily life and your walk with God. I mean, obviously, it's a personal walk with God, I'm sure. Sure, sure, sure. But I, from the outside looking in, I can see the effort that you put into it. So that's why I really wanted to ask you. So you think that that kind of conceptualizing it in a way... That it's not a quick fix, it's a it's a path and a walk with Jesus with Christ to yeah. really help this person or people in general.
0: Yes, absolutely, and I I think that um, if people just in general conceptualize their faith that way, not just about this mm. specific issue in talking about depression or anxiety, but if you. people conceptualize their faith that way, that that the God of the universe, who in my belief is Jesus Christ who, who walked the earth 2,000 years ago, the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, um, different but the same. Like in, That's who I believe that the God of the universe is. If I believe that he is preparing me for eternity, that that is what my purpose is on this earth, is to be prepared for eternity, then there's a reason that I'm here for 100 years. There's a reason that we define it as a walk with Jesus. When you go on a walk with somebody and, and you say, if I said me and Christian and we're at the park, we're going to walk to the basketball court that's a mile away. It's like, there's a lot that happens on that journey. There's a lot that you see along the way. And yeah, it would be nice if I said, why can't we just magically get to the basketball court? It's like, well, because I have some things to show you along the way. Cause I've mm-hmm. taken the walk before. Jesus saying, I've taken the walk before. I want to teach you some things along the way that's going to prep you for when we get there. People don't conceptualize their faith that way. They just think, now that I've accepted Christ into my life, or I believe him to be my savior, savior, or now that I say that I'm religious or whatever, I should just be on the basketball court and know the knowledge that I know. It's like, well, why are we even here on this earth then? What's the reason? So Just conceptualizing your faith that way and giving cutting yourself like giving yourself some slack and saying, It's okay that I make mistakes. It's okay that I don't know everything. It's okay that I still doubt my relationship with God. It's okay that I doubt that He is even real. Those things are okay because we're not at the end yet. So That's what I think. So in the same way with all this depression and, and the talk about mental health and stuff let it be a walk with him, that he's taking you somewhere. We talked about this on the last podcast, being patient or extending your time horizon, delayed Mm -hmm. gratification, delayed success. If you extend your time horizon on success to be out 10, 15, 20 years, you're much more likely to achieve it. So I I know that, again, I want to be very sensitive when I say this because I know that it's very difficult to walk through these things. But even if you said, okay, I'm struggling with anxiety and depression and stress, and I've been struggling with it for the last five years of my life. It's like, okay, well, I've made it five years. Instead of saying I want to be fixed tomorrow, let's say, where can I be at in a year if I take the proper steps daily? If you do that, then it gives you room to have good days and bad days. It gives you room for it to be a walk with Christ. Does that make sense?
1: Absolutely, I understand exactly what you're, what you're um, talking about. Yeah, and in your analogy, what I thought of uh, was, uh, I thought about people want to one be teleported. Like, have you ever seen the movie Jumper? You may have seen it or not. I don't know. Uh, I don't think they I teleport. have, but I've heard about it before. Got gotcha. you. They teleport, um, so they want to be a jumper and get to the basketball court immediately. And then once they're on there, they want to be uh, Russell Westbrook and score triple doubles.
0: Yes. but you can't you can't have both
1: i get exactly what you're saying um yeah and the only thing that i would say is for people who are probably more similar to like my way of thinking um if you're dealing with stuff like this i would say look into especially if you're a young man i would say get therapy one because we we didn't say that we We haven't even
0: said that yet and it is very important yes i
1: would say get therapy and um talk to a guy who is a man That's pretty self-explanatory, but talk to a guy who, who specializes in men's issues and it'd be best if they use CBT because there's different forms of therapy. There's a psychoanalytic and where they, you guys unpack your trauma and things of that nature, but it's a, it's a form of therapy called CBT, which is cognitive behavioral therapy. And what they do is they take your thoughts and you write them down and then you take your, how you feel about that thought. And then you you talk about how the behavior can change and like you kind of run through like you you do a lot of writing and self-reflecting and you have this feedback loop of what are my thoughts? How are they affecting me? And what would happen if my thoughts are wrong? How would this affect my behavior? Yeah. And then you kind of especially if they're around self self self-limiting beliefs, you kind of have this feedback loop and then you say, well, what if I were what if I were wrong about no one likes me? Sure. How would that make my relationship with these people better? And yeah. What can I do to make my relationship better? Or how, you, you know what I'm saying? And you kind of get in this feedback loop of now it's about action and not just let's unpack your trauma. And yes, you know, so yes. that's so, so for the so for the so for the people who are out there who are more like me, I guess, um, I would say, especially if you're a young man, you should definitely look into CBT cognitive behavioral therapy for sure.
0: I think that you you brought up a good point, though, uh, just a minute ago when you talked about if you're a young man, you should find a man older than you to walk through these issues with you. The same way, if you're a young woman, that you should find a woman older than you. Men and women are different. We experience life differently. I did say it. Men and women (laughs) are different. We experience life differently. We have different struggles. We have different desires. And finding someone ahead of you who has gone through some of the same things is very, very important. If you're a man, you should be going to a man, in my estimation. If you're a woman, you should be going to a woman. In the way that I view the world, I think that that's very important. And yeah, we hadn't even talked about um, hadn't even talked about going to therapy or doing these things. Another thing that can be very stigmatized within the within the Christian faith mm-hmm. is um, is going to therapy outside of the church which really? i think it, hear me out on this Christian
1: okay i didn't know that
0: going to cher- uh, therapy outside of the church so i do not think that it is a bad thing to go to therapy that's not a pastor doing the therapy or a pastor doing the counseling or whatever mm-hmm. it is that can be very stig- it it can it, it can be stigmatized within the i don't even know if i'm using the right word within the christian faith um, got you. but I've seen people in my own life who really benefit from doing counseling or therapy outside of the church because oftentimes people who are inside the church walls who are, I'm putting up quotations on this, air quotes, Mm -hmm. therapists or counselors, they have never been trained to do that They do not have a degree. They do not have a certification. They have just been given that role because they are, again, I'm putting up air quotes, pastors. And I think that that's very dangerous and something that churches all around the U.S. should be changing. So I would actually recommend seeing a counselor or a therapist that is not a pastor or who doesn't work at a church, who actually has a license to do these things even if you are a believer, I would step outside the church walls. I think that you should still be careful who you go to, um, but I would step outside the church walls to do this kind of thing.
1: One, how dare you say that men and women, women are different. Uh, yes. We're canceled. Buddy, now, thank you. I'm sorry. Uh, and two, <laughs> and two uh, why do you think that it is beneficial for people who are believers to go outside? Like why? Yeah, because- and, I don't, and I don't want you to start bashing pastors. That's not what I'm doing. I I just want you to really, I'm just curious. Why do you think I
0: I will explain because um, there's a lot of fear when you go to somebody. Let's say that that I was at, um, let's say I'm at my church. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't want to say what it is, but let's say I'm at my church and I want to go get counseling because as a high school boy, I've been uh, sneaking out and uh, getting drunk and smoking weed, things that are stereotypically You know, this is bad for, Mm -hmm. you know, young Christian men to be doing. I've been out sleeping with my girlfriend, doing all these things that I'm putting up air quotes for people watching. I do believe them to be sinful, but air quotes for most people, sinful activities, things that I shouldn't be doing. Well, if I want to go get counseling on these things because I'm addicted to weed or I've been drinking heavily and I feel like I'm becoming addicted or I've been watching porn or whatever it may be, if I go into the church and want to get counseling, from my high school pastor telling him that I've been out drinking or smoking or watching porn or hooking up or whatever you, it can feel you you get like this sense of shame and guilt mm. and you're scared to tell somebody like that Because you know that their belief system is so similar to yours and that they know people who you know and they know your parents and they know your friends and whatever. And it can be the same thing for people who are 25 or 35 or are grown adults. They can feel ashamed to go to their pastors Mm -hmm. because they look at their pastors as moral leaders. It's like when they tell them of their moral mistakes— Um, They could be ashamed of those things. They can also be ashamed of even just telling them, I'm struggling with anxiety. I'm struggling with depression because a lot of pastors will attack it from, okay, we're going to just, we need to start praying. We need to start doing these things. And it's like, no, I've prayed. I've done these things. So the reason that I say, don't go to those people is because it's much easier to open up to someone who doesn't have any ties to you and mm-hmm. truly get out what you need to get out and say what you really need to say and tell them that you're depressed and, and know that they're going to actually give you practical steps. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that all counselors at, at churches are bad. A lot of them do great work. Some of them are certified to, uh, to walk people through therapy and do counseling. But that's why I say that it can be scary for people who are believers who look up to these people as moral leaders who know them to do church therapy.
1: I got you. And um, like, as I said, like, I'm not a believer myself, but that that makes complete sense that that person who is a believer, when they go, it gets in the way of the therapy. I'm putting air quotes up now myself. They get it gets in the way of the therapy that it should be. Yeah. The person who is looking for the help and the guidance. They're too busy thinking about I'm going to be judged morally, and it's a. I know churches are small communities. Yes, there, there's a fear of if I tell this person, he may tell his wife, who knows my wife, who you know. It's a very small community. It gets yep. in the way of the the productivity and the actionable steps you can take. I mean, I I don't know, but I, I'm saying I can see that happening. Pretty you know, pretty easily, because human beings are just human beings, whether you're a believer or not. Yeah, there's just a sense
0: of shame that goes along with telling people who you believe to be moral leaders of your moral moral failure, or who you to believe, like you believe that these people are above depression and anxiety and the stress of this world. You think that your pastors are way beyond that. So when you come to them and you say, I'm experiencing experiencing these things, you, you think... They, they, there's a sense of shame in that, which I there understand. shouldn't be. I'm not, I'm not saying any of this is right or the way it should be. I'm saying the exact opposite. This is not how it should be. Um, but, y- yes, if you're going to and you should get therapy or do counseling if you're going through these things, m- my suggestion still as a believer is go to somebody who is l- l- licensed to do these things. All the better if they are licensed and happen to be a believer – that's wonderful. Great. That's the best thing. Gotcha. But if you can't find somebody who is licensed and a believer who, who believes the same thing as you, I think finding someone who is licensed is more important than them just thinking the same as you in terms of your faith.
1: That makes sense. And again, I'm, I'm, I'm not a believer, but I can see why you say that. And I can see the benefit in you getting this therapy, becoming whole within yourself, and now you can spend positive, positive, energy, positive self-belief in the relationship with Jesus and Christ. Sure. And So you're, you're, you've worked on yourself to be able to be a positive person and think positive, positively about yourself and a net positive person. So you have better relationships with people. You, you view yourself differently. You view, you, view, you view yourself positively. And then you take that energy and you say, now I want to become a better believer. I want to be more active in the church. I want to—so I can see why you say, like, I can sure. see the benefit, and I, you know.
0: Sure, I, I will say that the way that you are—the way that you're talking about it, I think, can be dangerous, though. Okay, why? Tell me. The, yes, so I don't—by I, no means am I saying that you need to fix yourself up before you come back in and oh, okay. make an impact on your relationship with God, or you need to fix yourself, fix yourself up before you can be active in your community and your church— That's not what I'm saying. Jesus used broken people. The 12 disciples that he walked with for three years and did ministry with were, uh, even amongst the world, they were bad people. That Mm -hmm. when Matthew, the tax collector, was pulled, people hated him because he was a thief. He was stealing people's money. And it's like Jesus used him while he was still that. And it's like there's a verse in the Bible that says, while we are still sinners, Christ died for us, gave his life up for us. And it's like, while we're still sinners, he's going to walk with us as well. While we are still broken, he's going to walk with us. So I'm not saying that you need to fix yourself up to come back to your relationship with Jesus. While walking through these things, you should be walking with Jesus as well and spending time with him Hmm. daily. I'm just saying only when it comes to getting licensed therapy or licensed counseling, that's who you should go to. But I'm not saying you should push your relationship with Christ to the back burner because uh, uh, maybe this is a hot take or whatever, but I do believe, I do believe that even more so than a licensed counselor, when you are spending time with Jesus daily, he knows you, he knows your struggles. He knows what you're going through. He is going to be the best therapist and counselor. He is the, you know what I'm saying? He's the best counselor. (laughs) He is the best counselor that you could ever go to. So I I think that people who believe this way should don't negate your relationship with Christ and think that you need to come back to it. I got you.
1: Yeah, I get exactly what you're saying, and that's when I don't say obviously, but I know that this is a this is an issue that you take seriously. So I'm glad that you said that, but that's not what I meant. Sure. You know, I just I know wanted that, to make sure that was clear. I got you. I get you. Because people could, it could easily have been misconstrued that way. Yes. I get it. And this is something that you take serious. So I, I understand why you say, hold up, before you go there, this could be potentially dangerous rhetoric that I'm just saying. I get exactly what you're saying. I, but I like that. I like how you have something that you, you stand on, you know. And I like I, that. I,
0: anytime. Anytime I am giving any sort of advice that's like that the Bible or Christianity or Jesus is tied to me mm-hmm. giving the advice in any way, I take it very, very, very seriously. Mm-hmm. No matter where I'm at in my life, n- no matter what I'm doing, no matter what my life looks like, I could have been the holiest person ever for the last month. Or I could have not been doing the things that I know I'm supposed to. I could have not been in my word. I could have not been, pra- I could have not talked to Jesus one time for the last month. And if we're going to have this conversation, I'm going to take it very seriously. Mm-hmm. I prayed before we got on this podcast. This is a serious topic to me. And I want people to, to know that, that I'm not taking the advice that I'm giving lightly. And, um, and that whatever they hear from me, take it with a grain of salt, do your own research, pray about this stuff, read your word, get into your word when it comes to your relationship with Jesus. And maybe I'm totally wrong about not uh, seeking out therapy outside of the church. Do the research for yourself. Talk with God yourself. Mm -hmm. um, Before you just say, Oh, Cohen said, forget church counselors.
1: You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I get you 100%. Yeah. I think, I think it's, it's, it's almost like it sucks that, you have to even put the disclaimer in there and preface it when you say stuff like that. But I've realized like communication is a thing where every person. So when you and I have a conversation, you, you're your own entity and I'm my own entity. So when, you say, when I say things to you, you have, your whole, you have all of your life experiences. You have all your traumas. You have all the way that you perceive and conceptualize the world. And then I say yeah. something to you. Then yes. it gets decoded, and then you say yeah. something back to me. Yeah. And it sucks that when you do that, like, when I, I see, like, people t- in our comments, <laughs> they'll be saying stuff wild to me, and I'm like, yo, like, I didn't even say it like this, but it's because yeah. they're they, they're their own entity. Yeah. You know? So it does suck that you do have to sometimes say that that preface or give a disclaimer, but I understand why, but yeah, that's not, I, w- I didn't... <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I didn't say it to say, you know what? Never go to your, your, uh, your pastor for advice. That's not what I'd said.
0: Basically I said, stop going to church. Everybody is basically what (laughs) I said.
1: (laughs) Exactly. You know, but yeah, it's interesting how that happens.
0: Yeah. Um, Well, yeah. Um, I I think that's, that's basically it for the episode. Um, yeah, that's it. Okay.
1: That was all the questions
0: that, that we had written down to kind of Mm -hmm. talk about, um, again, Take everything that we said just with a grain of salt. Another disclaimer. I'm not really giving a disclaimer. (laughs) I'm really, this is from the heart, just telling people, if you are going through these things, we feel for you, and we want to be here for you as well. Um, Absolutely. Because we have experienced some of these same things in our life. I know that Mm -hmm. I've walked through very anxious times. I'm walking through one right now. Uh, This is the most stressed I've ever been in my life right now. Um, I know that I've walked through a period of depression. I know I've walked through some of these things Mm -hmm. that we want to be here for you as well. At the beginning of the episode, when we said we want to build a community of strong individuals attacking life together, we mean that we want to be attacking life together, but also be strong individually. And in order to do that, we need to lean on each other sometimes. Mm -hmm. So reach out to us individually and, and we will have one-on-one conversations with you if that's what you need, or if you have any other questions um, we just want to let you know that we really do love you guys and thank you for listening. And like, and we want to be a part of your life in any way that we can to try to help um, and vice versa, hopefully.
1: I, I, I can't have said it any better right there. I That's Great. it. That's it right there. That's it. All right.
0: Yeah. Well, we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to uh, today's episode of the Press Break Podcast. We will be back um, on Monday with another episode. So we love you and we'll talk to you soon.
1: Peace, you guys. Every Monday, every Thursday. We're here for you guys. But, but, but.